faithful listeners of the Chris Beatcast. Welcome to episode 10. Uh, I'm going to try and keep the intro short. Just a friendly reminder that this month is PTSD Awareness Month, and I'm just kind of taking the attitude of it being Mental Health Awareness Month. Um, over at the Facebook page and on my Facebook as well, I'll be posting some stuff that I think is um, appropriate to that topic. If you get a minute, wander over to the Facebook page, check out the video, uh, the TED Talk that is a stand-up comedian talking about um, what having depression, what it was like to have to try and hide that from people. It's only 11 minutes long, and it's totally, totally worth it. Uh, at the same time, you could also go, well, maybe not the same time, but you could also go check out um, To Write Love on Our Arms, which is TW right t-w-l-o-h-a.com very cool uh, mental health awareness and suicide prevention organization there's some cool t-shirts you can get over there some cool merchandise you can just donate to them if you want to find out more about what they're doing they have some pretty rad live events also um, so go check that out they're a neat organization that not a ton of people have heard of even though they've been around for quite a while so uh, this episode you're going to hear is with uh, eric williams i went to college with him for uh, apparently for not as long as i thought i did which you'll hear us talk about in the episode. Uh, But we get in some good stuff, including something interesting about having the gift of faith, um, which I thought was a neat thing to get into. Uh, If you have feedback about the show, or you have questions you'd like to hear me answer, or you have questions that you always wish I would ask, if you're sitting at home going, why didn't you ever ask the guests this? Um, Wander over the show's Facebook page, and you can post a comment there, and just let me know, hey, uh, here's something you you could ask people. Uh, I'd be into that. So if you have feedback, uh, as always, use the Facebook page for that. And you can rate and review us on iTunes, even if you hate the show. Uh, go ahead and rate it anyway. I heard somebody say recently that um, if you're going to believe the good comments, you have to believe the bad ones too. So um, I want all kinds of feedback. Let me know what you guys think. And in the meantime, enjoy this episode with Eric Williams. All right, I'm sitting in yet another basement. I don't know why we keep recording these in basements, but uh, yet another basement with Eric Williams, um, who I met. We went to college, at least for a little while, together. Were you in Jason Cramey's class? Uh, I was in grade ahead of him. You were, oh, you're older than him. Yeah. So you're, what, like 40? No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) That's more dig at Jason than it is anything. (laughs) No, so um, I graduated in 2006. Mm -hmm. Okay. When did you start? When I started in t- ooh, 2005. Oh, so we were just barely there together. Yeah. That's funny that I still remember you One so One year, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. weird. Okay. Um, but he's been kind enough to spend an hour or so talking to me. Um, so thanks for being mm-hmm. on, first of all. I appreciate it, man, Absolutely. for having me over. Um, so the way we start these typically is I ask people, uh, just tell us a little bit about uh, what they do, so where you're at in life and kids and all that stuff, and then uh, we'll talk about who you believe you are. Yeah, so um, currently work in a financial planning office. Mm-hmm. And, um, One of those things I, I nod at and go, mm-hmm, but I don't really yeah, know what that is. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so um, yeah, doing that, I've got a family, a wife, Kelsey, uh, two kids, uh, Rooney is four, and Finch, he'll be one probably by the time this airs. Oh, boy. Yeah, this Sunday. Yeah. um, Yeah. I don't know if I already said this, we live in Waukee and been here for the last nine years, Mm -hmm. which is crazy to think about. Isn't it? Where does that time go, man? You know? So, speaking of 2006, yeah. Yeah, no kidding. I've been out of college for 10 years, which is crazy. 
crazy. That is crazy. I, uh, last summer, last summer would have been my tenure high school, and I was like, oh boy, <laughs> I don't know how that. I don't know how I let that happen You're all of a sudden. Milestones in adulthood. <laughs> yeah. I was like, the five year one was just a, like yeah, yesterday. What's right. going on? Yeah. Um, Kelsey went to school with us too, right? Yep. She went to Simpson. Was she the same grade? Yep. Okay. Yeah, we both transferred in. Why do I remember you so much if we didn't really seem to... Well, you, like, you, were, you were good friends with Jason Craig. I was, and, yeah. yeah. So maybe we were just... Were you, you came to, did you come to the worship stuff yeah. on campus quite yeah. a bit? Okay. Yep. That first year, that first summer, and I'm sure that when Jason eventually does this, we'll talk about this, but the first, my first year at school, I only, I only missed one of those services, and it's not because I was like, oh, I really need to go. It's because Jason like made me come play at all of them, because <laughs> he was like, you can yeah, play, okay. you can play like three different things. So you just need to be here, and we'll figure out what to do yeah. with you. Yeah. <laughs> he was kind of in charge of all that stuff. Yeah, he was. He's the he's why I got into it actually. Nice. Maybe I have to thank him for my subsequent career in worship leadership. Yeah, so I don't know. Yeah, it'd be hard to do. Let's not give him credit for that. <laughs> Let's not. It'd give be him. hard to do, but you. <laughs> You know what? I'm not going to give him the satisfaction of doing it to his <laughs> face, though. So let's do it to each other's faces while he's not here. <laughs> right. See if he's kind enough to listen to this episode. Yeah. I don't even know if he does. Um, I told you before, I just I don't assume anybody does, really. <laughs> um, all right, man. So uh, that's very cool. And everybody uh, should know that um, I want to say that you have the most adorable children in the world. <laughs> they, uh, I haven't seen every child in the world, but... <laughs> You're probably they're probably up there. No, they seem really great. And they, uh, well, it's like really hard to audibly hear God all the time. Yeah, yeah. Have things that are like crystal clear, but you know sometimes you just you know kind of going with the flow of the spirit and mm-hmm. versus just trying to do things on my own. So yeah. you know maybe you feel a nudge and you kind of okay, well let's go check that out. Yeah. And what's the worst that can happen? Mm-hmm. And I guess in, from my experience is like the more you follow those little nudges, like they starts to grow, become bigger and bigger. And yeah. Just, um, yeah. And then, and then along the way is that, yeah, just being in awe of mm-hmm. like all the little things that, um, that come along with that. Yeah. The good and the bad. I mean, so it sounds, I mean, I, I love that. And I think we all, I'd certainly wish that I did that better, which is that thing of just saying like, I think I'm supposed to go do that, yeah. but I really don't want to, you know, or I really don't think it's a good idea. Um, what was, how, what has the process been like for you to tune into kind of, you just said like going with the flow of the spirit, like tuning into that. What has that process been like for you? Um, well, yeah, I mean, it's been, it's not, it's been a long time. Yeah, yeah sure. I mean, um, you know, I became a Christian when I was 19 and I feel like mm-hmm. I'm 32 now and just now kind of feeling like things are coming into focus or that like, yeah, you know everybody's searching for that, you know, purpose-driven life, right? Mm-hmm. What's my purpose here? Why am I here? And I, I feel like that's, I don't have it all figured out, mm-hmm. but I feel like letting God lead my steps has been kind of this new, hey, that's going to get me to figuring it out a lot faster than me doing it on my own, feeling frustrated about yeah. it. Yeah, um, yeah. And, yeah, so. So so you didn't become, so you weren't a, you didn't grow up in the church at all then? Uh-huh. Well, I mean, my mom drug, drug us to church. Yeah. And so you went. Eventually, but... eventually, from a lot of kicking and screaming, you know, we just kind of stopped going. Yeah. Um, as we got probably into like middle school. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, never really. So there was a decent chunk of your formative years where it wasn't a part of your life, really. It right. sounds like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and again, it's like 
the older I get, the the more I learn about myself and my past and, and being with, like not uh, being a Christian when I growing up, I can see the different things and the traps like that I fell into. Yeah. Um, like, like what? Give I can easily say like in high school, I mean my identity was all in on sports. Yeah. Like, that's it. Yeah. Like that's all I cared about. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I went to school because I had to go to school because if I didn't go to school then you I couldn't play, play sports. <laughs> yeah. So where are you from again? I'm uh, from Belmont. Okay. Belmont Clemmy. Mm-hmm. Go Broncos. <laughs> That's a nice, nice loyalty there. I appreciate that. Um, what made you sort of make that turn then? And what happens at 19 that, you, that this becomes something that... Right, and very weird time, to, right? Yeah, it is. Like after my freshman year of college. Well, that's so, when everybody is really tends to be embracing like not believing right. in things, I think, you know? Right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, I, um, I don't know. I just, I kind of hit a rock bottom. Um, mm-hmm. You know... Got in, got into college and joined that college crowd and, mm-hmm. and you know the partying and the, that kind of thing and. Um, Where did you go before Simpson? Uh, Nyack. Oh Texas. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, yeah, I just kind of got into that and just you know the more I did, the more just empty I felt. It's just mm-hmm. I'm just like what is out there and and um, honestly I had a couple friends. I don't know if you know Garrett Abel. I don't know if I do. He went to Simpson for a while, and then he was in a Christian rock band, and oh. quit and went and did that, and then yeah. And mm-hmm. so he was very influential, um, and he he was always a solid Christian, somebody I always looked up to. And for some reason, when we went off to college, we became better friends yeah. than we were in high school and stuff. And um, his just um, how he lived out his faith mm-hmm. was just curious to me at that point um and also the other person was is Kelsey my yeah, wife yeah. she was she went to Nyack's where I met her and I just there was something different about her and we became really good friends mm-hmm. um and I tried to convince her to date me multiple times but um she kept turning me down. Oh boy, you made the leap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, she kept turning me down and that just got me more and more, you know, you know, what, like something's missing in my yeah. life, can't figure it out. And ultimately like led me to God. And, yeah. And, um, was there a sense, let me ask you this. Was there a sense of you being like, I'm the athlete guy. Like, yeah. what would you turn me down right. for? Yeah. 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 Although, but I didn't play sports and you know what I mean? So no. like, it was kind of like I was definitely searching mm-hmm. like that part of me was kind of gone and I didn't have anything to latch on to and so it's like well what's out there what's yeah. out there and I guess God finally do got a hold of me do you remember actively feeling a like deficit or like or maybe not even a deficit but just a searching I remember like there was multiple nights um, in the process of uh, you know my now wife turning me down mm-hmm. like, that I'm just like like I just had this feeling like we were supposed to be together and she just kept saying no. Yeah. And it was one of those girl things where it's like, I didn't know she liked me. Yeah. She just wanted, she just wanted to admit it. <laughs> but, and I'll maybe get to this in a little bit too, mm-hmm. but, um, yeah, I, I remember laying in bed and just being, I, I was crying out to God. Like, yeah. Why? Like I never really prayed before any, but just like mm-hmm. this pain in my heart, like yeah. make it go away. Like yeah. either, you know, take her out of my life somehow. Um, cause the whole, like, 
let's just be friends thing was not working. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, I, I can't, like, I don't want to yeah. just be friends. And, yeah. Um, so it was really hard, but, uh, yeah, I remember laying in bed and just praying, but not really knowing. Not what, knowing that's what it was called. Right. right. And, um, then eventually, yeah, kind of getting saved and then just had this peace. Mm-hmm. Like, and it was the weirdest thing. Cause I had this at, at that moment, like I had this peace about that situation with Kelsey of mm-hmm. like, you know what? Okay, God, this is yours. Like, we'll just be friends. Yeah. And I'll try to be a really, you know, great friend and you're going to have to deal with that. Yeah. And the funniest thing was like when I told her I became a Christian, all of a sudden she was attracted to me. (laughs) (laughs) And it sounds very like, no, no, no. That was all that she was waiting for, but she didn't, she didn't really know either. But for whatever reason, then we did end up dating. Well, it sounds to me, you know, I, I hear the through line of that, which is that, you know, we started off this talking about, um, you have learned to listen to those nudges and to also just kind of say yes to those things and, and release all the other stuff. Yeah. Um, the ability to let, well, Fight Club would tell us, the ability to let that, which doesn't matter, but really it's just to let everything kind of go and let um, yeah. God be in control of that. But what's funny to me about that is in that story you tell, that's been a part of your journey with God since the very beginning. Because right away you said, you know, you just all of a sudden had this piece about like, okay, this must just be something. I don't have to try so hard because I can't make it happen. I've been trying as hard as I could to make it happen. It clearly isn't by what I'm doing. So I just releasing that. And it sounds to me like you've managed to hold on to that all the, you know, even up to this point, which is pretty uh, impressive because I think we all go through, and I'm sure it's, uh, you know, it's ups and downs and all those things, but you know, I think we have this tendency of like, see, I don't, I don't have that. I don't have a story about like, uh, the moment I decided that, uh, I was going to believe in Jesus or whatever. Like I grew up in the church and yeah. I've just kind of had a often, I would call it an off and on relationship with God over almost 30 years of life now. Yeah. Um, but I don't have like a moment like that. And, but I think that a lot of people do. And then the, where we lose people then is they go, oh, they just never felt that way again about their relationship with God as high as they did or as good as they did um, over, you know, and in that moment. Because yeah. it's clear the moment you remember, it's important to you, right? Right. Yeah. Um, but then there must have been, I don't know if this is true or not, maybe it isn't, but there must have been that time after that where it, you start not feeling as high about it anymore. Yeah, well, no. Yeah, I, I swear, and even listening to the other podcasts, I feel like you're a psychologist. Like, <laughs> I do go to a lot of therapy, Eric. <laughs> solving so many problems for people. And yeah, I mean, you just kind of hit on something of like, yeah, definitely, I can see it now. Like, you know, with sports, it was fairly easy for me to control things. Yeah. You know, you put in the work, you put mm-hmm. in the time, and you get the results. Yeah, and, definitely. You know, with God, there's just not always, sometimes you just mm-hmm. have to let go. And so being away from that and searching and, and finally saying, okay, well, here's some, here's something I can throw the control on. Yeah. God, you take it. Yeah. Like, I know you can do it. Um, and yeah, of course there's, um, you know, these are the high, you know, high points, very vivid memories mm-hmm. because they were so impactful sure. in life. But, um, yeah. And there's also the, the flip side where, you know, you do kind of wander and you're mm-hmm. just like, man, you know, what, what's going on? What do you, what do you do in those, what do you do in those moments or what would you say to people in those moments when it kind of doesn't go the way we thought it was supposed to go, which is, you know, all we all have, right? <laughs> oh, um, mm. yeah. You know, I always think of the cast and crown songs, like praise, praise you in the mm-hmm, storm, mm-hmm. which, you know, is kind of is what it is, but it's, 
I just remember that. Yeah. And then that, that God works everything together for good. Yeah. And it doesn't always, it doesn't, it's not healed right away, mm-hmm. but, um, that's, that's hope, I guess. Mm-hmm. And I think you're right. Yeah. I agree. The one, the one thing, cause yeah, a lot of therapy, a lot of, uh, things for me have been like, uh, self, self-assessments, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. personality tests, those yeah, things yeah. that I'm like, Oh, that's why I think these yeah. crazy thoughts. Right. Um, but one thing I've discovered is I have a spiritual gift of faith. Mm-hmm. So some, some things like that, like they're not, it's not easy for me to, or it's not hard for me to believe yeah. and say, Oh yeah, God's got this. Like, yeah. It sucks. Like yeah. it's really sucks right now. Things, mm-hmm. things aren't, this wasn't what I wanted. This isn't how I would have done it, but I know it'll work out. Yeah. And that really helps. And so sometimes it's hard for me to like, when somebody's you know, doesn't have that gift of faith sure, sure. or maybe struggles mm-hmm. with that. It's, it's kind of hard. So I'm just like, Oh, I don't know. It's yeah. Cool. It will work out. That's interesting. Can you yeah. say more about faith as a spiritual gift? Cause I don't think that that's a concept that's been introduced on this podcast before. <laughs> um, and I, I deal the, actually for the first time I, the first time I heard it was Mike in Mike's sermon re, back at the beginning of May, maybe, mm-hmm. um, or something like that. But he was, he used to basically said something effective, like some people have this spiritual and he said it, Michael do this. He'll say things and I'm like, it's, I'm like, Whoa. And he just kind of said it offhandedly. Like right. it wasn't even the point really, you know? Yeah. Um, but he said something basically effective, like some people have the spiritual gift of faith and yeah, that is a gift and not everybody has that. So can, yeah. can you say more about that? Um, I mean, I don't, I don't have any more kind of, ways to round it out yeah. in terms of definition, I guess, um, off the top of my head. <laughs> I just, you know, after I, you know, I went through and took like five or six different spiritual yeah. gifts tests and mm-hmm. it kind of came up on all of them. It's mm-hmm. kind of one of my top things. And, <laughs> Pretty and, consistently yeah, pre- coming back yeah, to Yeah, the, the premise just like that it's not hard for you to believe, I yeah. guess. Yeah. Or, or I, maybe another way to put it is like I don't have a lot of doubts mm-hmm. about the truth, like truths and mm-hmm. stuff. Like I don't read the Bible. And I'm like, yeah, oh, well now what does that yeah. really mean? And so I'm just like, Oh, okay. Like, yeah. That's how it is. And See, and that's it. That's so, that's interesting because now we're getting into something that I think is, might be about me for a minute, which is that, um, sure. um, I, I've talked to a couple people about this, but when you study, religion even a little bit academically mm. Ooh, oh all I did for four years was just look at things and go well here's why that's probably wrong and you just oh, get yes. that attitude in your head about you know the easiest thing the easiest way I can't remember where I heard this but I heard somebody say once the easiest way to have an opinion about something is to be against it mm. and so if we're sitting in class with like let's say Gammon um, who you know, is yes. putting something out that you don't, I don't super understand. The easiest thing to do is just disagree, <laughs> you know, because then at least I have an opinion. Cause if I agree, right. then it sounds like I'm not listening or I don't care. But if I can say, no, no, here's why I think that's wrong. Um, and I think for a lot of years, I'm just realizing this about myself lately that I spent a lot of time, like kind of wanting God not to exist just so I could prove that it, he didn't, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, just to have a contrarian opinion of it, you know, that's so interesting. You bring that up because yeah, I mean, I took some religion classes mm-hmm. at Simpson and, you know, with Gammon. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I remember just being frustrated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just because from my side, yeah. I'm like, no, like, I don't want to argue about this. Yeah. Like, yeah this no what I, believe. Like, I know. I, it also makes me a really bad evangelist. Because <laughs> like, I don't want to, like, <laughs> That's I don't want to convince somebody that, yeah. um, you know, yeah, I know it's terrible to say, but I'm like, 
I don't, I don't, I don't want to argue with me because, <laughs> yeah. Here's what I believe and... Oh, it's so interesting. Well, what about this? And when yeah. you start asking questions, I'm like, I don't know, I guess I just believe it. Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't really shake me either. Mm-hmm. If somebody throws out one of those questions they're struggling yeah. with, it doesn't shake my faith. Mm-hmm. It just... And, well, yeah. we get in this danger in academic theology too of then I start thinking I have to be right. Um, and uh, I'm sure my girlfriend would tell you that I don't I'm not stubborn about most things but when I really think I'm right about something then all of a sudden I can be very like um, aggressive about expressing my (laughs) opinion it just doesn't happen that often but like with stuff like this because and there's a certain pretentious air in academic theology that we could probably all do without but it's just like we spent the time learning about this and what you know um, but really all that was was sitting in rooms going like I don't know what if that's not true what what happens then? You know, like <laughs> I took a few too many uh, philosophy classes with uh, Polly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, those were those were hard. Though, yeah, they were. Hard, I hard I I was I didn't I didn't dual major for that reason. I was like, I'm not a philosophy person. I like yeah. ethics and stuff, but I'm not. I couldn't yeah. do philosophy. It but was, it was challenging. Um, but that's it. You know, I think what encourages me and what I want, I hope people are encouraged by with hearing somebody say like this is a gift that I've recognized I have is that um, that means that some people don't have it and that that's totally a natural thing. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. there's things that I wish I, you know, a spiritual gift mm-hmm. I wish I had that mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't. I mean, I guess I haven't looked at that side of the list. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's, you know, everybody's different mm-hmm. and we all you know, bring our special gifts and talents to the table. Including the value of, um, there's, I think those two things, like you and I, like the way we approach probably uh, talking about God and things, I think has to, brings balance to the force, if you will, because right. there, there's got to be somebody there saying like, no guys, like at the end of the day, you know, this is, this is what the truth is, or just to remind us of like, hey, just remember what we're doing here, you know, and then right. there should, there also needs to be people that go like, I, you know, I have a question. What if, you know, those two, I think both of those things have to exist, oh, exactly. you know, yeah. Um, yeah. especially since the church is built on this sort of long tradition of like thinking we knew stuff, then realizing we didn't know as much, then thinking we knew again and then realizing we didn't, you know, and just that cycle over and over again. And, right. um, but I definitely have come to a place recently in my life where I'm like, no, you, you have to believe in some things. <laughs> like you can't just walk around going like, maybe none of it's true. You know, like, well, I think you, you kind of hit on it with a few other people of like, you know, seems like all we all kind of have a similar story of like you know man you know wandered through college and then really found a faith somehow. yeah like yeah in adult life it's like you kind of get to a point where things are um as distracting or, or you know you just you kind of you kind of fall into it somehow mm-hmm. and just um, kind of go on from there it has to i mean it has to become whether you grew up in the church like I did or you didn't, like you did for the most part, did not for the most part, it, there's, in order for this to be a thing that you allow to impact your life, I really can't believe you have to have a moment or a series of moments where God ha- has to be a real thing, mm-hmm. which I might have said before, so I'm probably repeating myself at this point, but that there just has to be a point. You said rock bottom earlier. I think everybody's got something like that where they go, if I just, I never thought it before, but God really needs to be real because if not, I really don't know what I'm, what we're doing or right. what I'm going to do. Um, yeah. you know, which sounds like for you happened at 19 with, right. with, uh, meaning and really have that feeling with your wife. It sounds like where it's like, this really feels like something that should happen, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and man, am I happy that it did. Yeah. 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 yeah it's like, we started dating and it was like a couple weeks later. I just, I was like, I knew we were going to get married. Really? But yeah. Yeah. 
sounds weird, but no, I don't think it does. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't tell her that right away. <laughs> it wasn't like date number eight. You were like, yeah. Hey, by the way, <laughs> yeah, but we, I don't know. We, we honestly, we never really went through the on again, off again thing. I mean, we, yeah. we never broke up. We never, we, we typically say like, we never really had a fight till we were married. And, Ooh. I mean, yeah. Which, yeah, raises mm-hmm. some challenges, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> once you're in it, but, um, yeah. No, it's good. Mm-hmm. It's been a good journey. How long have you been married? Uh, nine and a half years. <sighs> Man, yeah. you might have said that before. I'm sorry if I made you no. so. Well, so we got married right after college. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, so we could have. <laughs> somebody at home was like, "You graduated, already said that." <laughs> graduated in '06. Got married. Graduated in May of '06. Got married in October '06. Um, you said earlier when you were answering the question too that I wanted to grab onto was again that that kind of child aspect of being a child of God and that um, there seemed to be a lot of talk of uh, God as a parent, which I imagine probably changed for you when you had kids. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I yeah. can't, I can't imagine you really thought of God or maybe you did, but did, did having kids really change how you thought about a lot of that stuff? Um, I think as maybe not, not re- right away in that infant stage, mm-hmm. but as you know, Rooney especially gets older. Um, and I, and I, it goes from just the, the loving caregiving father to like, now we got to look at, you know, courses of discipline and mm-hmm. correction and, and shaping and molding and, you know, how do we teach her, you know, about life and teach her about God and mm-hmm. all these things. And, um, from that lens, I kind of see it more as like the shepherd, you know, like yeah. how do we, you know, let her be free and let her explore and learn things on her own, but also keep her from, you know, going down big ditches and mm-hmm. that kind of thing, mm-hmm. which it's weird to say at four, but you're always kind of thinking ahead as a yeah. like, so you're like, yeah. mm, and like, she's thinking right now and we're trying to, you know, big mm-hmm. picture and, um, yeah, it, uh, yeah, definitely changed, you know, with the kids and then even having Rooney at four now, Finch coming behind now, like now things are different, like how I deal with him too, because it's sure. how fast time goes mm-hmm. and how quickly they grow out of those stages because mm-hmm. I'll be honest, like, those newborn stages is not my favorite. Like, when they can start moving a little bit, yeah, like, yeah. I really start to, started to enjoy fatherhood. Mm-hmm. Like, those first few months are just, they're, they're hard. Yeah, I, um, I'm sure. Everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and Kelsey went through some kind of postpartum stuff, mm-hmm. kind of with, with both kids that it's just, it's just hard to deal with. Yeah. You've got, everybody's got to, got to be, be on board mm-hmm. and, and in it. You got to be. Yeah. And that's one of those that's, that's one of those things that I think happens to a lot of people but yet somehow you never hear about you know right. um, yeah nobody likes to really talk about no, it and, yeah. and Kelsey is you know brave enough she's she's had a few blog posts on it mm-hmm. that got just really good response just cause again nobody talks about yeah. it and then when they did people were like oh thank you for yeah for, cause I went through the same thing yeah um it's been very impactful. There's a giant, you know, man, we still have a giant just stigma of, of mental health, anything really yeah. in this country, even though we like to say that we don't. Yeah. Um, and it, it's still just a giant problem. As somebody who like has dealt with uh, or has been learning to deal with like depression and anxiety and like those kind of tendencies and then getting diagnosed with PTSD last year, just I still 
feel that kind of like when you, you know, the people in my life are pretty open to it now. Um, but initially when you tell people like, yeah, I'm going to therapy, I'm going to go to therapy. There's, there's, yeah. there's always that kind of like, mm, really, <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, well, why? Yeah, no. <laughs> do, do you think you really need to, right. you know, well, there's always that. You don't kind of, seem like the kind of, yeah, but, but that nobody ever does though. That's exactly. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, that's one thing we kind of learned right away, not right away, after a few bumps and bruises mm-hmm. in our marriage is like, you know, if we're not like trying to become better at bettering ourselves or bettering our marriage, like we're just, you know, that stuff mm-hmm. festers and grows and oh, yeah. thing, you know, with thoughts inside your head, oh, right? yeah. if you're not getting them out or sharing them yep. with somebody else that can mm-hmm. help process them, you're going to become your own mm-hmm. worst enemy. You know? And a lot of the time, you know, at least for me, and I think this is probably true of a lot of people that, you know, you have all these irrational thoughts that you're like, I know that's irrational, so I probably won't tell anybody. The great thing about therapy is I can go and be like, here's the 20 irrational things I thought on the way over here, you know, like, (laughs) (laughs) okay, ready? Here we go. Um, and, and then have somebody just tell you that like, um, I, I, I like going cause I'm affirmed in the fact that like, there's nothing wrong with you. Like this is a totally normal response to the things that have happened to you. Um, and I guess the, you know, I think people have this, it's so much different than a physical ailment, right? You're sick, you go to the doctor because you want them to say like, here's what's wrong with you and here's how we fix it. And mental health just isn't that way. Yeah. You go and a lot of the time, like I was started off by being told when I started on the PTSD stuff specifically by being told, um, there's nothing wrong with you. So we just have to learn to figure out, or we just have to learn more about who you are now. You know, just because you've changed doesn't mean that there's something wrong. Right. Um, which was a big no one had ever said it like that before. So I was like, oh, oh my gosh, that's a great way to think about it. But again, it's totally different than going to the doctor because I hurt my foot or something, right. you know? Yeah. Like, and it's, <laughs> like it's that's something that you're always going to live with. Mm-hmm. Right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It, it's not going to go away. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Same thing with marriage. It's not going to go away. Yeah, right? exactly. Your wife's always going to be there. So it's like when problems come up, you can't just hide them. I don't know. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. just a big believer. It's like we just have to communicate. Like, yeah. It's not always going to be fun. Yeah. Sometimes it's going to be awkward. But if we don't, the repercussions are, you know, kind of a potentially mm-hmm. poisonous relationship that do you, ends, you know? Do you, um, I was going to ask this earlier, do you, so you, you have the, the, this gift of faith we were talking about. So you have an easy time kind of trusting that God is controlling all these things. Do you have just as easy a time trusting people as well? Um, that's a good question. Hmm. I think generally, yes. Yeah. Uh, but sometimes I can be, so this also came out from other personalities, mm-hmm. but I can also be kind of judgmental uh, um, and maybe cynical a little mm-hmm. bit. So it's, yeah, that's something I, but, but with all this stuff, like we're talking about mm-hmm. these assessments and things, what I love about it is it gives, it gives me language in my head to, Put it, put it in a category. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm doing that thing again. That, mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe I should. And helps you, helps you understand yourself better, yeah. which is such a good thing. That's why I right. yell on this podcast all the time about some people should go to therapy if they're like, I'm perfectly healthy. I bet you are. You should still do it because <laughs> yeah. you just get to sit and talk about yourself kind yeah. of like we do here. Yeah. <laughs> um, it is funny. I, I, I only go to therapy once a month now, and it really – since the podcast started, I'm kind of like, I don't know if I need to go, but I'm like, no, I shouldn't use the podcast as like my reason not to. Like, you know. <laughs> it is good though. I like it. I like oh, it. Thanks, I like man. I was telling you earlier, it's just hearing the conversations with people and 
the vulnerability, the, the honesty that comes out is, um, it's refreshing. I appreciate that. Hear people. Yeah. That's the whole up. thing. I don't know how I do that, but that's the whole thing, I guess. <laughs> um, but did you, so did you always want to have kids? Was that always part of the plan for you? <sighs> Man, I was telling Kelsey this the other day. It's, ever since I was a kid, like I always, I did, I kind of, yeah. I was like, yeah, oh, I want to get married and have kids. I was too, man. I'm, yeah. I'm that way too. Yeah. And, and <laughs> as amazing as God is, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. My, in my family, I, my, my sister was older than me mm-hmm. by three years and then I came along. So I had a, um, you know, there was one of each. Mm-hmm. And so now we have that. And yeah. we're just like, that's awesome. Like, yeah. That's exactly what that's I That's so great. But um, also it's been kind of just, it's funny because before we had kids, Kelsey wanted four. Yeah. And I wanted two. And after one, we're like, yeah, no, two's good. <laughs> two will be good. And it's been even, even going from one to two is kind of hard for us. And so we're just yeah. like, you know, some people can can do a can lot handle of that and just keep going. And we're just like, you know, I think we're done. We're good. So, we're good here. <laughs> and they're amazing, right? It's yeah. Not like, that's not, it's just like, we feel like we as people, humans are just like, we can't. Mm. Well, do you have one more? You're outnumbered. Exactly. It's a scary thing. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, you also said earlier about that communication was so important, especially in in all relationships, but especially in your marriage or with your significant other, of course. And, um, is that something that always came easily to you? Because that's something when you hear people talk about relationships and especially like when they talk about times where it was more difficult, a lot of the time, don't you hear like that that thing of like, yeah, we just weren't communicating. We just didn't communicate yeah. well, you know? Um, yeah. So for me, that, so kind of back to even my childhood, mm-hmm. always kind of wanting to grow up, getting married, mm-hmm. and kids. Like, so my parents got divorced when I was two. And, um, you know, my dad's See, side. See, I didn't know that. All this yeah. stuff, I don't know about you. Yeah. yeah. So, um, and on my dad's side, like his parents were divorced. And I just... I kind of feel like I just want to end that mm-hmm. uh, in 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 my life for my kids and stuff. Like was there ever a point where you were afraid that that was just that was cyclical and that was going to happen to you? Um, yeah, but I and I think that um, it kind of drives drives me to want to communicate. Yeah, definitely to want to make that uh, priority mm-hmm. um, to put you know God first and then Kelsey second mm-hmm. and then our kids third, mm-hmm. you know, in terms of priority, um, you know, myself is in there somewhere too, just cause <laughs> you know, put on your own oxygen mask first. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, yeah, it, it, it's kind of this, I guess, edge inside of me mm-hmm. that I'm just like, yeah, like I want, I, I don't want to go through that. Yeah, I, definitely. It's, it's kind of easy to see how just, um, communication breakdown causes a lot of, mm-hmm. um, so so you've always had, so you've kind of always had that drive to want to communicate well and want to keep, or communicate well, especially with your partner because, yeah. because of that, you think? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause I, I'm really, I, I, I don't, I don't want to get divorced. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. I, I feel just so committed mm-hmm. that, or, you know, like, I don't know, I made a promise and yeah. I, I want to keep it. I mean, yeah. I mean, there's, and there's times where you know, mm-hmm. when you're arguing or, or you're going through something, you're just like, oh man, come on. Like, yeah. <laughs> what is going on? Uh-huh. And it's just like, you know, hey, some places you gotta humble yourself and just go and mm-hmm. you just, you know, I'm sorry, like, mm-hmm. but 
we need to talk. And, yeah. And it's it's funny too because sometimes Kelsey's the one that doesn't want to talk. Yeah. I'd say sometimes we take opposite of the stereotypical yeah. <laughs> positions because, you know, typically yeah. women talks all the time and the man doesn't say anything. Mm-hmm. And most of them are like, no, like, you got to talk to me. Like, yeah. I need you to say something. Yeah. Because her kind of default is just mm-hmm. close it in and yeah. go, like, go in another room and, and kind of hide. And I'm like, no, 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 come back. Yeah. <laughs> we got to talk. I'm definitely more like you. Yeah. Um, yeah. I... Well, I record my conversations with people for other people to listen to, so I clearly <laughs> like talking. But yes. um, yeah, I have, and I was telling you know to tie this into the mental health stuff and whatever. I've told a bunch of people it's like when you when you go to therapy as much as I have, you you become so hyper self aware that um, I'm sort of aware of what I'm feeling almost all the time, and then I don't understand when other people aren't. And so right. so I'll be like, so how do you feel about this? And somebody will go, oh, I don't know. And I'm like, I'm literally thinking, like, how can you not know? <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> what do you mean you don't know? Like, you mean you don't immediately process all of these things at once? Like, <laughs> What emoji would you text me right now? Yeah. <laughs> that would solve it all, right? That's a good, that's a, is that going to be your uh, book? On? <laughs> you can, that could be the name of your book. <laughs> Verbal copyright of that title. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. It's just, yeah, it's so the communication thing, I think, not that I do it perfectly. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I, you think there's, there's such a thing? I'm just like, I get frustrated and it's like, I just want to shut down too and I just want to go away and stop my feet and, yeah. and not deal with something. But I always kind of come back to that. You know, we can't, like, we're not going to go to bed yeah. at, at this level. Like, yeah. we need to get back together I have two two questions about this especially somebody who's like yep that's I do that exact same thing um which is one do you think there's such a thing as like communicating too much um um in marriage yeah uh, I think so I don't I mean I don't think so I don't know that's what I was really hoping you were gonna say yeah there's nothing, <laughs> there's nothing I that I hide mm-hmm. um we and we've and some of that comes from just Again, we just, we know, like, you know, like you said, everybody should go to therapy, right? Yeah, yeah. Whether you think you're healthy or not. Like, we've we've gone to some marriage conferences. Mm-hmm. I I wouldn't mind doing marriage ther- therapy, honestly. Mm-hmm. I, think be, I think it'd be fantastic, but we just haven't haven't done that. We kind of also part of knowing ourselves. We've kind of figured out that going to conferences together mm-hmm. is, like, the way we learn best. Yeah. And process things yeah. together yeah. better. Yeah. Like, you know, some couples, it's like, hey, let's read this book together. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that doesn't work for us. But, like, if we go somewhere and hear the same message and then have some space to talk about it, yeah, um, it really helps us kind of move things forward or, or whatever. Yeah. So, so we've been to a few of the, um, what is it, family life yeah. ministries. Mm-hmm. That they do, like, weekend to remember mm-hmm. conferences. We've been to those a few times. And um, also with our small group, we've, we've done a few kind of Bible I think it's fu- I think it's funny to me to or not funny but it's interesting to me to hear that um, and it might be interesting to people listening to because I think the first instinct people go is like oh the Williams are going to a going to a marriage something must be wrong they're going to a marriage like oh, you know yeah. <laughs> See, I'm like I, I and Eric's just like no we're just getting we just want to be better oh, you man. know well and at this point it we've honestly we were gonna go to one this year and just with the kids and yeah that, that is one thing that um, you know can tend to frustrate me is like oh it feels like our kind of kids are holding us back from being a couple too mm. like you know date nights are harder and well they're both um, at that age where they, they kind of everything yeah. has to be kind of focused around them and their schedules I imagine yeah, yeah. and it's um, 
that I get oh so so one other thing on the spiritual side mm-hmm. of things for me is unity yeah and so like especially mm-hmm. for marriage so when things are not in unity mm-hmm. like you know when we have young kids that you know every conversation Kelsey and I have between each other when the kids are awake is interrupted every five mm-hmm. seconds yeah. it's very um, uh, frustrating for me and so mm-hmm. we you know for me the idea of you know sending the kids to the grandparents or something and going away for a weekend mm-hmm. to focus on us is like we need, I know we need that and so it hasn't been able to happen but have you guys gotten have you gotten intentional about um even finding that time during the day just making sure that you have the time to just sit and have like a conversation that doesn't get interrupted by yeah well i mean again those that like first year which you know finch will be a year here i I shouldn't say first year with finch the first seven months Mm -hmm. i mean he he didn't sleep through the night Mm -hmm. so we're just we're just in like chaos mode yep. you know for seven months and that was I mean really hard but you just having the second kid you kind of know like hey that's it's going to end at some point we're going to get through this yeah. you finally start sleeping through the night um, Rooney has her own set of kind of <laughs> sleep issues where she ends up in our bed every you know in the mm-hmm. middle of every night and, mm-hmm. and right in between us <laughs> and uh, she's kind of become the wedge in our marriage <laughs> from that same point she just always seems to be fighting for our attention to mm. them. Um, uh, man, I lost my train of thought there. So yeah, we're, um, well, I was just asking oh, about, I was just asking about finding those times during, oh, even to, yeah, during the day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So honestly, I mean, it happens via text message of like, Hey, what's for supper tonight? <laughs> or, you know, a quick email of, you know, what do you need to get done tonight? What, mm-hmm. you know, how can I help you? That mm-hmm. kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, our, so our evenings have been, pretty good lately mm-hmm. as you kind of see so after Rooney goes to bed you know by about eight o'clock then we have kind of usually a couple hours to yeah to hang out yeah um, so you're right now you're interrupting her I am inter- I now I feel bad <laughs> yeah, Kelsey had to run some errands anyway so, um we uh no yeah so we usually will sit down and either watch a movie or just well you know show on Netflix mm-hmm. currently it's the Gilmore Girls Kelsey's pick <laughs> sure honestly, sure it was Eric sure it was Eric we're in the last season it's good you can tell everybody your wife picked it we'll, we'll let you say so that so back to 2006 <laughs> the show that's kind of when it's when it ends is in 2006 mm-hmm. it's coming and back isn't it's it it's relevant no is it really yeah they make some crazy references that you're like wow how, how do they our, our version of that was we watched Parenthood Oh, I heard that. Uh, we were huge parent fans. Dude. And well, so Lauren Graham. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because my, my my girlfriend listens to all these, so she has to listen to me make the same anecdotes over and over again. But <laughs> yes. um, I would always say to her, whenever we were watching that show and Lauren Graham was on, on screen with just her daughter, I, my standard joke was I would look at her and go, I just want to remind you, we're not watching the Gilmore Girls. Because oh. it always felt... Just in those moments, I was like, are we watching Gilmore Girls? Like, Have you ever here? seen it? I've I, seen, like, bits and pieces of okay. it. Yeah. <clears throat> I was never into it. And honestly, it's hard to get into because it, it's like... Is it a little... Well, I think it was a CW show. I'm pretty sure it was, yeah. So it was on the line of, like, Seventh Heaven. And now they do, like, Arrow and The Flash on right. CW. So that's the progression of that television yeah. network. Yeah. <laughs> um, but when you get past that, like, I don't know. Lauren Graham, I think, is very funny. Yeah. And... And they make a lot Did of you know she's shows. married to the uh, to the guy who played Peter married? on Parenthood? Uh, see, that's her husband. Dating, yeah, that's her husband. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Very cool. Which I wish I <laughs> probably just ruined it for somebody. I wish I hadn't known that until after Parent was over, because then every time they were, right. I was like, oh, this is That's so like, weird oh, now. <laughs> yeah. That's a great show. I don't know why I let that make me uncomfortable. It's not like they're real people. Yeah, it was a great show, but it was kind of the same deal. Sam wanted to watch something together. And I, and she said, I heard this is good. And the initially I was like, I don't know if I want to watch that. Yeah. And then we watch it. I uh, cried in the first episode and was like, well, we're watching this now. Like, I'm in. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I cried pretty much every episode on that. So did yeah. I, it's buddy. I hear you. I cried way more than Sam did. Way more. I'm yeah. okay admitting that. Yeah, it's just, it's sad. I'm this is sad. That first episode when he's like, uh, my he yells at Craig T. Nelson, my son has autism. I was like, oh, oh. stop it. Like that, I, I lost it there, man. I'm about to right now. It's making yeah. me very emotional. <laughs> We're recommending it, I guess. Yes. Um, and Gilmore Girls is coming back. So then you'll get a whole another four episodes, I think they're doing. Guess, four 90-minute yeah. episodes, I think. Yeah. So that's, that's currently our... Our we kind of segued naturally into the what we usually do is rapid fire, but just oh, kind of yeah. the lighter stuff like what you're doing, what you're watching. You're watching. You're gonna ask me what book I read or something. Yeah, I'm going to. Okay. <laughs> Are you looking it I'm up? Pulling, right now? I'm pulling on my Audible app. Oh, I forgot the title. You do the audiobooks. Okay. Yeah. 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 How? Do, um. Why? Uh, why? Why audiobooks? Yeah. <laughs> That's not a very elegant question, but... Well, I started, I started listening to audiobooks. I used to run. Yeah. Um, I did the day to day in a couple of years. Like, I'm training for a half currently. Oh, nice. So I am uh, so hungry all the time. I cannot eat yes. enough. I really can't. But um, we're we're running the rock and roll half in Chicago Ooh, nice. in July. So we okay. ran one last year. I'm not... Yeah, I, I ran in high school. I'm not. It's not like something I do. Like all winter, I didn't run and I just weightlifted, which was a terrible idea. Because now I'm like, oh, why did you do that? Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but we try and do one a year together. She does a couple. Oh, She'll nice. usually do more than one. So yeah. <clears throat> um, so when I started doing that, I I started listening to Audible. Yeah. On my iPhone. That's when I got into podcasts was when I was going on long runs because I was like, I can't, I love music, but I'm like, I can't listen to music for like an hour and a half. Yeah. And and then you gotta like make a playlist and uh, yeah, all those things. But so I listened to the first Dame to Dame I ran, I listened to the the Hunger Games. Oh, interesting. Like, which was really cool like Mm -hmm. uh, to run with that kind of thing. And then I just got hooked and, you know, Audible mm-hmm. is a thing where you get like a book a month and it's easy, pretty easy to go through. And is that like a subscription month. service? Yeah. Okay. And, I, and I just kind of pick up a book every now and now I'm more into podcasts. Mm-hmm. Like I, I'll just I have four or five podcasts I listen to and just kind of try to keep up bouncing around mm-hmm. with those. But, um, this, by the way, Audible sponsors podcasts. So but, look, Audible, this is your open invitation. Here you go. <laughs> uh, that was, that was free advertising. Yes. Uh, the next one's not free. No. The ne- um, <laughs> The first taste is free. <laughs> yeah, so I did it, and I just listen. Now I, I mean, I just listen to either books or podcasts, like as I mow yeah. or as I um, drive to work. Not much time to run anymore, huh? Yeah. <laughs> uh, what so are you listening yeah. to currently? So the current book was called "Smarter, Faster, Better" by Charles Duhigg. Okay. It's supposedly about productivity. Um, Charles Duhigg. He also wrote. Uh, what was it called? The Power of Habit. Okay. And he just kind of gets really kind of psychological. He tells really good stories. He finds really good stories of kind of, you know, anecdotes of here's how this thing 
mm-hmm. works in the, but then also ties it in like the science of the brain. Yeah. And stuff like that, yeah. Which I don't know. It's fascinating. To me, so. No, I find that very um, interesting. Neuro neurology is my favorite. Yeah. Well, I do this thing. So I guess that's not surprising, <laughs> but the brain, like the neurology and the brain and spine are my favorite parts of anatomy, yeah. like of medicine. Like I find that the most interesting of everything, just the nice. way every, all that works. Yeah. Um, so he, so yeah, he came out with a new book. So I, I picked that up. So what's how to be more productive. Um, that's such a big, you know, I know. And it's I feel such like a business. He didn't do that good of like really nailing it down, but there was a lot of good stories and things in there. So, yeah. That's yeah. such a, uh, cause I'm so not a business person at all in any way, shape yeah. or form. Like I said earlier, you say financial planner. I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> that thing that I've heard people say before. And like, that's the kind of, I'm not trying to make fun of you. That's the kind of book that I'd be like, I wouldn't even know what that would be about. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Though I probably could be more productive. I'm probably not as productive as I could be. Although I do this every week. So I guess that's fine. Um, what podcast do you listen to? I should start asking people that. Yeah. Hey, I think that's a good one. Um, Planet Money. That's kind of fascinating. It's put on by NPR. Oh, and they do. I love NPR one or two episodes we know like 15 minutes long yeah so it's kind of a good you know listen to one on the way to work mm-hmm. type thing just interesting stories about money and economy and that kind of stuff mm-hmm. um the Chris cast <laughs> uh, free plug starter Shirts podcast plug. you're not into business so that probably wouldn't be <laughs> serial mm-hmm. that was really so that into really that the, the one that hooked me for sure I had Did a you, drive to doesn't matter why. I was driving to Springfield, Missouri once, and in the span of driving down there and coming back, I listened to the entire first season of Serial. <laughs> you know, I do this with like Netflix shows too. Like, I can't hardly watch a show like week mm, to week. Yeah, now. it's like I got a binge. You're a binger. Yeah, you're a podcast and binger so too. So am I. Didn't, I didn't. I didn't get on the Serial bandwagon until like there was one episode left. Yeah, and so I was able just to. Like, Go right through, through all mm-hmm. of them, and I much prefer that to yeah. like waiting a week. I started the season. I was waiting for it. I started and the second one. Weird schedule on the second one. Yeah, I don't know what was up with that. Yeah, I couldn't figure weird. that out. I started the second one, and then I had that same thought you just did, where I was like, I'm just gonna wait until all these are out and listen to it all in a row. I, I'm saving that for like the next time I drive to Chicago, just listen there to all of them. Nice. Um, and then just kind of different church, like the Village Church, mm-hmm. Matt Chandler, and I catch up on. Lutheran Church Pope sometimes, so mm-hmm. yeah. Look at that! Those you really of... are. That's there. I see my logo on there. Yeah, see that? Jeez, I was listening to it today on the way on the way in. Oh, cool, man! Yeah, thanks. Thanks for listening and being on it. I appreciate it. Yeah. Now you're now you're. Are you going to listen to this episode? I never ask people if they're going to listen to their own episode. I did. I've done like one other podcast, and it. Um, I did listen to it, but I didn't like it. Yeah, like you always say, like I oh, I hate. It's the worst. Voice. It's the worst part. <laughs> Because I know I'm going to have to go back and listen to this. And I'm already like, oh, I hate I hate doing that. Yeah. Um, which is my only hesitancy. We were talking before about uh, doing one that's flipped where yeah. I get interviewed. Yeah. And I'm just like, boy, I really would not want to have to go back and listen to me talking for a whole hour. <laughs> just <Wow>. me, right? <laughs> um, that's good. I should really start asking people what podcast. I think that'd be a good one. Um, rapid fire. Yeah, yeah. Like you always say, it's not really Never so rapid. Bad. Never rapid. Um, what's the last movie you saw? Uh, Kelsey's pick. It was a Nicholas Sparks movie. Which one? I honestly you don't can't remember. You, I can't tell you the title. You don't remember. And you, you as you probably assume, the storyline is the same. Yeah, all, all of them. Uh, yeah. Um, oh, it wasn't too bad. What the the movie that probably sticks out in my mind the most is 
we recently saw the Big Short. Oh, was that good? I haven't seen that one yet. Very good. Yeah. Very good. Um, based on kind of that whole, you know, housing. I want to watch that just so I can understand what happened better because I don't does understand. A really yeah. great job of that. Okay. And that's what I loved about it. Is it? They even it was just the cinematography was really cool mm-hmm. and how they kind of played it out of like they even they one time they even like did kind of a you know they're going through a scene and they just, they even like the guy just turns the camera's like okay this didn't really happen this way oh. but this made it for better <laughs> yeah I like that and then they went back and breaking know, breaking the fourth wall we call that oh well there you mm-hmm. go yep you got a term for it that's perfect yeah so yeah. in so in acting so in theater this is a little bit I know from uh, I was I don't think I was in a play after you left but I acted uh, at Simpson for a little bit okay and anytime there's a somebody speaking directly to the audience. Or there's someone on the camera that looks right at the camera when they're not really supposed to be. Not like The Office, you know what I mean? But right. when it's like a movie and then they look... Like Deadpool. If you gotcha. saw Deadpool, yeah. he, that's that's breaking the fourth wall. He just okay. looks right at the camera and talks about the things that are happening in the movie. Okay. That's called breaking the fourth wall. Nice. Um, yeah, they did that and I was like, that's really cool. I mm, like that. It was actually... I, when I was kicking around ideas for the title of this podcast, I thought about calling it that. And I was like, well, then people are going to think it's an acting podcast. It's not <laughs> at all. Some people, the like theater majors listening going like, what is this about? You know? <laughs> gotcha. um, cool, man. Well, I appreciate you taking the time to do this. Yeah, absolutely. Really awesome. Um, where could people find you on the internets? Should they want to get in touch with um, you? I don't know if anybody's ever had that happen, but we still put it out there. <laughs> Um, I, I blog at wordswilliams.com, um, and then probably the other most active place would be, uh, Instagram, Mm -hmm. words of Williams Mm -hmm. as well. Words of Williams. Yeah. What do you guys blog about? Um, I sound like a terrible uh, person. I don't read your blog. That's okay. (laughs) Um, it's, it's kind of about finance. So Mm -hmm. we kind of went through a whole, you know, get out of debt thing oh, Dave Ramsey thing I should read it then <laughs> <laughs> so that kind of which led me to my whole yeah career journey now so it's um but yeah just kind of sharing our story and what we've learned along the way and yeah what did re, what did you do something finance what was your major uh business management okay so it was kind of along those lines I was just curious if you were something totally different and then you're like oh this thing that I do like now. The, the poli sci major yeah 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 kind of like that but um yeah, I. The only thing I have to make commentary on about money is that it's ridiculously expensive to be educated in this country. It's yes. absolutely ridiculous how much it costs. That how much debt you have to incur just to have the right to like have a diploma that you know right. that eventually leads you to do a that podcast might, for might free. Get you a job. Yeah, exactly. That right. might get you a job, or you'll be like me and end up doing something career-wise that has nothing to do with it. Right, and then you have to go get more education yeah. because. But guess what? I still have to pay for the first one, yes. which is the real bummer. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> yes. Um, that's awesome, man. I appreciate it. Um, as always, people can find me on Twitter at Chris Petrick. You can like this show on Facebook. Um, you can go to facebook.com slash Chris Pcast. There's no the in it. Um, give that a thumbs up. It's an easy way to get updates about the show without being my Facebook friend, if you don't want to do that. Maybe people don't want to. <laughs> I don't know. Um, and what else do we have coming up? Um... I think that's it. Uh, if you like the show, I say this all the time. I don't know if people do whatever. Well, the last guest didn't for sure, I know. But uh, if you like the show, uh, pop over to iTunes. Just take five seconds. Give us a rating um, or a review. Uh, that just helps us kind of get out there and uh, so people can find it so we can start reaching uh, more and more people. Um, and we eclipsed 100 subscribers the other day. So pretty excited about that. So I don't know why people listen to it, but they, they seem to like it. So uh, we'll keep doing it. But Eric... 
Thanks for doing this, man. Appreciate it. You are welcome. Thank you. Yeah. See everybody next week.